Live on Junkhead. I was going to say it's morning, but it's technically afternoon. You don't know that because you'll be getting this at a later date. I mean, if you download it at 8 a.m., it's Harry Slime, by the way, if you haven't guessed. Dickheads. Anyways, we're here. We're queer. We're everything that you could be in the clear, whatever that means. Now, I do have Maya from, I mean, at this point, it's just kind of wherever she's laying her head at this point um maya from the world is on the podcast go ahead and you you, you can say hi. <laughs> uh, hi um hi guys yeah so she's here um man dealing with family sucks doesn't it yeah, it's definitely it's it's the worst especially like if you're if you're one of the lucky people and i'm going to use that phrase one of the lucky people who is just pretty much into everything that like your parents were into and it just dad like this. So you like this. And while you may have a few outlying interests, you guys have a lot in common and you, you have this connection. You have no idea how envious I am of that. Like you have no idea how envious I was talking to somebody recently and they were talking about, how they went with their dad and I believe their mom too, which is fun, but they all went and saw Echo and the Bunnymen together, which is cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's super, that's a, that's a cool band. And like, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's, that's cool. That is a very cool, like, yeah, my dad's into this and I'm into this. All right. To contrast that with me, my parents were beyond thrilled when I was in middle school to take me to my first arena show, my first experience to like big live music. And they took me to Kenny Chesney. Of all the things you could introduce your kid to, and I'm not, and like, I'm not like being ungrateful. Like, it's very cool. They got to take me to a concert. But on the flip side of that, I see parents who actually have, like, I remember my dad going on an extended speech about how. Garth Brooks was one of the like greatest artists of all time because he got the box set for Christmas. These are the people that I had to grow up with. This is it. This this is why like like people ask me like, well, how close are you to your like family? Not fucking really, because I, I don't have anything to talk to them about. Like what, what, what? Like our conversations is like, and I try to like I even go out of my way to. Pick things that they will like. Like I will show them like, you know, like a show or something like that. And the reason I do this 
is so we don't have to talk that much. Because if we talk that much, we're going to suddenly realize we have nothing in common. And it'll be awkward. You know that moment where you kind of look across the table and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I got nothing. That's what it'll be. So that's why I do those things. That's why people do those things. I think in a, in a general sense is to foster some kind of connection with your family so that it's not completely reliant upon trying to have a conversation with them. And especially, like, it's one thing to have, like, I mean, I can do the mundane conversation thing, but I will be the first one to say that it gets very boring. Like, I, I, I love, like, my family to death, but there's only so much I can hear. Like, my, like, I love her to death, but my grandmother, I swear to God, like, she, her, like, prompts for conversation will be like, well, did you hear? I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Shirley, she had a stroke. <laughs> Why would I like for sorry? I'm sorry that happened to Shirley. But for God's sake, I, I don't want to talk about that, especially like that. What really disturbs me about that is that's a decision. Do you know what I mean by that? That's a decision because you're going in your head to start a conversation about that. Yes. So you went through a plethora of other things in your head and landed on, Hey, guess what? Misfortune happened to somebody I know. And it's just like, I mean, that's sad, but I, I, I don't, first off, I don't really know these people. Second off, like, <laughs> why are you peddling that stuff as conversational prompts like what the fuck is wrong with you that's absurd that is it, like it, it it's a it, and like i'm not even putting it on like my family members like it's a towny thing it's it's like how they like that's how they communicate with each other is just like yeah well steve uh got a new job who the fuck cares? Like, great. I, like, good for Steve. Like, and, and like that, I, I use those random names because half the time that's what it is. It's like a person that you interacted with like six times in your childhood. And they'll be like, Hey, by the way, news bump on Steve. And you're like, I haven't spoken to Steve in 15 years. Why would I get? Okay. All right. Um, Hell yeah, good for Steve. Glad he's getting that 18 bucks an hour. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd. But, like, this is the tough thing for us pe people in our generation is how do we communicate? How do we talk? And I'm not for, you know, like, I know there's this thing in modern society where it's just like a bunch of young people lecturing old pe people about like, well, this is how it is nowadays. And like, look, I do get that because things have changed, but like also look at it from their perspective. If you're 70 years old, why the fuck would you change everything about yourself on a whim at death's doorstep. 
Like, why? <laughs> like, like, I look, I, I've heard of like big revolutionary changes at 35. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I've heard of it, you know, when there's light at the end of the tunnel. But, well, I, I guess that means that something bad's coming. So when I, I, <laughs> I, I know people who've done it when they, they have lots more to give. But, like, like the age-old, like, thing, like, I, and I think Doug Stanhope brought this up with his, like, mom's, like, suicide story, where his mom was, like, in AA for, like, 15 years. She had emphysema and decided that she wanted to, like, kind of, you know, exit her way out of this world, if you will. And Doug, like, kind of asked her, he's like, are, are you going to stay, like, sober for that? Because, like, like, if you're gonna die why you can't take those chips with you i hope you know that like like you're not right like, it doesn't mean a fucking thing in the afterlife if there is one like, so you know the the concept of like you know trying to push these like baby boomers who are in their like 60s and 70s like hey let me uh let me uh, show you the modern, you know, leftist agenda and try to get you on board with that. It's like, no, nah, they're not they're not going to want to do that. Like the people, the people in that generation who are into that were into that shit in the 60s. It didn't like all of a sudden spring up. They've always had those ideals and they've always been cool people. It was their, you know, contemporaries and their generations that were fucking assholes. Okay. Sorry. I was just going to tell you. Uh, so my grandma's 85 and she like started taking uh, edible gummies when she was like 83. And that radically changed her whole perspective. Like she is totally a different person since she started eating marijuana. Well, yeah, she started taking drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a mohawk and she was like, oh my God, that's so disgusting. And now my little niece has her head shaved on the side. And last time we saw her, my grandma was like, oh, well, if all the cool kids are doing it, maybe I should start shaving my head, too. And I was yeah. just like, what the hell? My grandma with a mohawk? <laughs> no, yeah, the, I, I've definitely, like, seen that. Um, I mean, she's definitely aided by the usage of drugs, which more power to marijuana definitely makes way more fun of people. I, I'm a firm belief that, like, like I, I've had like resistance to this kind of shit in the past, but I'm a firm belief that like everybody should like try pot at least once just because I think it kind of it kind of pulls you back from your own bullshit and it kind of it kind of makes you especially if you're a stiff uptight asshole. It does make you like even if you just smoke one time like i do think that you become way more tolerable person to be around and i think you become a little bit more open minded and i i think that it does help in that capacity as opposed to like drinking which just gets you drunk and that's it it's the worst fucking high like it, it like can we just be mad real here? The only reason why people drink is because it's fucking convenient. That is like, Hell like yeah. 
I, I I'm not saying like people don't enjoy alcohol for taste. I mean, I, you know, you get a great craft brew or wine. It's delicious. I can't deny that at all. But the concept of getting drunk, like just like I'm drinking to get drunk, you're only doing that because it is the cheapest way to get high. Cheapest and easiest. Right. Totally. Cause like, cause like think about, because about- think about it like this. Like I'll put it in a, in a funny perspective. If ecstasy was readily available at like a gas station or like a supermarket, would you wait until 4 a.m. at a parking lot at a shitty grocery store for a six pack? You oh, wouldn't no. even fucking come close, dog. And it it's it's so true. Like, what were you gonna say though? Oh, so funny thing about my grandma when she started taking edibles was like she was totally like the it's the devil's lettuce kind of a person. So my aunt had to like sneak them into her food at first. Yeah, that's poison. That's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. But anyways, over time, I am not condoning this. I know Maya just said that very casually as her aunt basically just dosed an elderly woman. Also, also with all of Maya, uh, I'm going to keep this in and I'm going to keep this in as a lesson to you to teach you a lesson because of all the Christian stuff that just came out and you just admitted to a felony of your aunt abusing your grandmother no, 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 no. it's not like that my no 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 so my grandma gets them medically sorry uh-huh. sorry for including that my grandma's on the medical program it's not like my aunt's just dosing her without her like acknowledgement she was just so against it and her doctor was like hey you should try these they'll help a lot and my and my grandma at first was like no 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 i'm not gonna try that and so my aunt was like on, who's also like in the medical field and was like the one who was like, oh, I'm going to start giving her these gummies because maybe she doesn't want to smoke weed, but maybe she'll try these gummies. And at first my grandma was really resistant to it, but this is all medical. P.S. This is all legal. No. Yeah. No, I was, I wasn't questioning whether or not people were medical or not. I was questioning the ethics of whether or not they were giving it to her with her knowing, but it sounds like she at least knew what she was getting into the way you originally described it. It sounded like the Hank Hill episode where Peggy started sneaking testosterone pills and Hank's coffee in the morning. It's a great episode, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Fucking amazing episode. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I have. Yeah, <laughs> that that scene where like Hanks and fuel puberty and he runs into Joseph in the alleyway and he's just like, sup? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, good that you are uh, that your aunt isn't doing anything unscrupulous or illegal. Um, my, yeah, my I mean, just took a little coaxing, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. She was like so against it, like for the longest time. Then when it became medical, she was like, "How could this now be a good thing for you?" Like she was raised her whole life like drugs are bad, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
she changed her mind about that, she just started like changing her mind about a lot of stuff. That was the point. Yeah. Well, I would say that your grandmother is a rare exception. And like I said before, also aided by the fact that she was coaxed into taking marijuana. She she basically got the Snoop Dogg experiments experience. Yeah, I would imagine she's probably a little different after that. She probably has rap videos going on and listens to Mike Jones. <laughs> yeah, something like that. The, I mean, I, I, I'll say this. I, I don't like if you're retired. If you're retired. And you're like one of those dudes that's like and like i guess like you know if you're that age you know keeping working is like to keep working i should say it you know does kind of keep you alive because you're constantly staying busy you're doing things you're running around you're getting into shit but i mean and i highly doubt it will happen to me because i mean retirement in the artistic community doesn't really exist uh but uh I mean, if you're retired, I don't I don't know why. Like, I, I, I totally understand not drinking when you're old because wobbly, you fall down, etc. But if you're old, why the fuck are you not getting high as fuck? If you're retired and just like Jay chilling, like that's what cracks me up about like my grandparents is like they're both retired and have been. I think my grandmother's been she just retired like a couple of years ago well she she worked for the state and then she went into private practice she like retired from the state and then retired like kind of thing but she's been retired for a couple of years now and like i don't i don't know what they do i i don't know like especially because like i kind of hear like excerpts and i've kind of been around them and I, I mean, I have an idea because I know they like hang out in the kitchen and they'll like watch CNN stuff. And I just like. I, I am equal parts amazed and blown away that they are a happy and B don't smoke weed <laughs> because I like just like that existence of just like hanging out. And like it's also like, I mean, this is to give you, you know, I mean, my my grandmother, the grandma I'm talking about, her grandmother was a Mennonite, which is basically Puritan. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I get it on like the cultural aspect. My grandmother is a Mennonite, but she's definitely influenced by that. But like, yeah, uh, that that goes to show like how different we are as people, as like my grandmother to like finally retire <laughs> and, like, and, and, it, and it's still very much you know like you know not in like i think she has like wine cocktail hour thing but like again it's just like man I, i'm not so sure you really should be drinking like you know wobbly isn't a good thing for an older person it doesn't sound smart yeah yeah I agree with you. I think alcohol is the devil. It's it's not it's not a cool drug at all. And I I, I know I made that point earlier, but but you I, I guess to like flip this um, <laughs> to another person in my family. This is one of my uncles, and 
he is he's just he's the epitome of a tool he's just like i'm not gonna like dox what he does because i don't i don't want to put his shit out there like that but he's just like the epitome of a tool just just trust me on that and like i i besides growing up around him and knowing that i also like i follow him on facebook and or we're friends or whatever and he is a i want first off i want to say he does not live here anymore he's moved away he lives like 45 minutes away now 30 to 45 but he is the top fan not for like a band or like the Bengals or like anything like that, you know, or, or, you know, and I'm not saying he, I mean, he loves all those things, but I'm talking about specifically on Facebook, you know, you can get like top fan status. Yeah. He's top fan status for the city of Springfield, Ohio government page. <laughs> uh. That means for people who don't understand how this works, he has commented, liked, and maybe even posted on the city of Springfield government page so much so that Facebook was like, bro, you love this page so much. You're a top fan. (laughs) And you, I literally, I've seen him on Facebook where he will like, people will like post something uh, about like, something in like the town like like it could be anything crime good news bad news anything and it'll he'll help he'll always have a like i remember saw one recently it was about like like a kid uh uh it was like a kid who got arrested um and for like some kind of juvenile delinquency thing. And my uncle is just like yep this is what happens when you don't raise them right you're not strict with them Keep in mind, keep in mind, keep in mind, his own son doesn't even talk to him because he's such a douche Mm. and he's such an uptight, strict asshole that his own son doesn't even want to spend time with him. That's his life. Like, that's his existence. And like, here's the real thing. The mom that he lives with is kind of crazy. She's kind of nuts, you know? And the kid still chooses living with the crazy drug island mom as opposed to living with my uncle because that's how much of a douche she is. That's how intolerable of a person he is. Oh, damn. <laughs> So it's really funny when I see you going on Facebook pages telling people how to raise children when you fucked up and fucked a woman who was a black flag punk rocker girl who you should have known from the get-go would automatically hate your ass for you for what you do in your job and your views. And you had a child with this woman at 38. 38 or something like that late 30s and you still couldn't get it right (laughs) god life's relentless isn't it (laughs) 
Anyways, back to uh, regularly scheduled programming. (laughs) 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 And, you know, people can get mad at me if I like, first off, I never mentioned any names of any of these people. So you have no idea who I'm talking about. All of you could suck my dick. Two, if you think that's like acceptable behavior of a human being, you're probably fucked too. Like, let's be mad real. You, the listener, the person that's listening to this right now, you're probably fucked too if you think that's acceptable behavior. You, you're probably, if you think that's acceptable behavior, you probably think it's acceptable behavior for my father to send every one of the people on his side of the family chasing after me, trying to have a relationship with me to tell me that I should talk to my dad, but never actually doing it himself Hmm. Hmm. and here's the thing i don't want him to i've made the decision for him to not be in my life that's my decision nobody else gets to make it but me just me right one of the few fucking freedoms i got and you goddamn right i'm gonna exercise it (laughs) and that's what's so funny because they constantly message me on my Facebook and stuff. And like, I have like siblings and cousins and stuff like that. They're all half siblings because my dad remarried some fucking dumb Irish skank. But uh, yeah, she's a dumb cunt. Fuck her. She used to go around telling people that I was her kid. Huh. And yeah, well, she did until my mom fucking threatened to beat the living shit out of her because she's a fucking weirdo like who does that how creepy are you like who does that just like de facto takes it like this is my baby it came out of my vagina too what the fuck is wrong with you you're fucking (laughs) subhuman uh but none of them respect that at any point none of them are like you get to choose this, and if you want to come back and talk to us, that's up to you. And if not, then that's the the that's the way the cookie crumbles, as they say. And like, honestly, I, if they would have respected my wishes at a certain point, I might have actually tried to have a relationship. But after over ten years of doing this. You don't respect me or anything that I believe or want. So why the fuck should I respect you? It's tit for tat, baby. Right. And totally. Yeah. And it, so I, if this episode is for people, because I had to get it out, it sits in my chest. It sits in my chest. And I, I carry just this weight, this river of rage that runs inside of me and it, is the most corrosive thing on the planet. The funniest thing about dare education is how much they scream to people about how bad drugs are. Dog, nothing has felt worse in my body than fucking rage. It has eaten my fucking insides. To I'm a fucking shell. Aww. And it's I'm just good looking puppet that happens to be in control of a brain. 
it's eaten me alive. It's ruined relationships, ruined friendships. It's and it sucks because you know what's also really shitty, and you probably have come to learn this. Spending the amount of time that you do with me, Maya, the producer, aka the video editor, aka all around creative, is that you wish you could have the argument when I am angry that I'm out of control and I don't know what I'm talking about. But it's not fucking true, is it? It's not even close to being true. I'm actually really fucking good at being angry. Really good. I know what notes to hit. I know when to go down a little bit and then come back up. I can do it's my fucking skill. So I have to sit as a person and figure out what point do I be this? What point do I be that? Am I angry now? I can't turn the fucking faucet off. Oh, believe me, I wish I could. I wish I could turn the faucet of river of rage that runs in my fucking mind, but it doesn't turn off. Unless I do something, I have to actively work for it. I have to actively do it every day. Every I don't look, look, look. You want to know something real, junkhead listeners? I don't want to kill myself because of sadness. I want to kill myself because of the mundane, morbid reality of having to deal with this shit every day. That's what it is. I don't give a fuck about sadness. Sadness is gay. I don't care. I'd much rather be mad. It's productive. It gets you, it, it'll get you a fire in your ass. It's also destroyed every relationship I've had, ruined friendships, jobs. Yeah. You're pissed off at your boss? Walk in there and tell him to shove a shotgun in his mouth and cover his bedroom walls and his brain matter. It'll go over well, I promise. I don't know from personal experience how that went. No, I wouldn't know at all. No, I'm the, I'm the sad one. That's okay. I just get like really mopey and like, ooh. I wish I kind of had your rage. Rage is I'm a little on edge. Okay, I'm a fucking razor blade. What do you people want from me? God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And it sucks. It really does. I feel a lot better, though. I feel a lot better. That's what I got to do. I got to... Like a fucking, like a balloon that's blown too far and you don't want it to bust. You have to seep air out. I'm a fucking balloon. I'm a fucking balloon. A fucking. Hey, Cameron, what's your spirit animal? Is it a lion? Is it a tire? No, it's a balloon. <laughs> so, one of those, uh, Happy 50th anniversary balloons. It's like deflated and 40 stories high in the sky. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. And it, yeah, it, it. And that that's that's been my artistic qualm 
I don't know that that must probably not even word, but that's my quarrel, artistic quarrel. Jeez, I totally rickied that one. <laughs> like, I'm a good ranter, and I, I, I'm, I'm good at it, and like just being able to harness and control it. And I'm very well aware this is very self-pity, very boo-hoo, blah, blah. But guess what? I've given you 66 episodes of me not bitching about it. Over 68 hours of content. You're getting one where I get to bitch. You're going to deal with it. And you can press pause, not finish it, but I don't care. You fucking hear it. I'm getting this shit out. Now, I'm not carrying it anymore. I have fucking 10 tons of stress on my back. Suck my dick, America. Respect. I respect. 68 hours of content, and you're going to tell me what I should put out. <clears throat> Makes me angry. Angry. But it feels good to get it out. Sorry that I just giggle when you rage. No, I, I, I want laughs. I want <laughs>, laughs. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be so over the top and funny. And like I purposely hit sixth gear, you know, to kind of take it to the but it's supposed to be it's it's Lewis Black. It, a lot of it is Lewis Black. That yeah. was like a huge inspiration for me. Right on. Oh my god, I could still now people are bitching about frozen embryos in the frozen fruit aisle. They're saying that they're live. They're dead. They're dead. They're frozen. They're frozen. They're frozen. They're frozen. Like watching him flip out is so fucking good, dude. He 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 and he's not to get too political, but he also is a hardcore socialist. So very early on, I was just like, I seem to really align with this guy, and he happens to be, hmm, <laughs> learn something about myself. But yeah, no, it's it's meant to be funny. Like I try to I try to make it I try to be funny with it whilst also expressing that. So thank you for giggling because I would much rather have that than just like just a scared look. Like I've had those before. It sucks so bad. One of those awkward giggles where, like, I don't know what else to do, so I just laugh. I'm not really sure. Well, yeah, I might just suck. You never know. Nah, nah, you cheer me up. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be able to monetize this though, so I can at least get some fucking use out of it. Right on. Right on. And I hope people. If you uh, need to rage, folks, hit me up because uh, I know what it's like. And I, to be mad real, I don't want you doing it to some politically correct cunt who's going to fucking yell at you and, you know, because you popped off the mouth some shit when you were fucking angry. Shit like that. Just come vent to me, dog. 
I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm going to know that in that moment you were just releasing steam. I might release some steam with you too. Yeah. I worry more about the angry people than the sad people, to be honest. Because mm. there's an entire environment for people who are sad. But angry people are just people just do they'll christen your fucking dumpster for you. They really will. Then I get it. You don't want to be around it. It's not fun. Like I I I'm the like because of my ranting, I'm very well aware that I'm a tough hang. I get it. Like I'm not the guy you want to call when, you know, pretty people are around and everybody's cool and just chilling and all that fun stuff. I'm not that guy. I'm a ranter. Like this my whole vibe is just to talk shit, rant. I respect. I, I guess uh I guess what I'm trying to say is is you're not alone. Maya, go ahead and do some plugs. Uh, as always, psychedelic boudoir at Instagram. Also, since since she decided not to do it, check out Kismet and Kerosene on Instagram. Oh right, yes, yes, that also get your plug game up, Maya. My bad. Thank you. Thank you for having my back. Yeah, of course, Kismet and Kerosene. That's Maya and I's. creative project it's uh you know digital media of all types music videos graphic design uh you know brands logos etc um we're going to be doing uh well by the time this comes out it'll be coming out it'll come out on sunday so it will be out but go check out our new music video with lever from chicago a great rock and roll band they're they what's that song called again don't wait, for Don't wait for me. Don't wait for me by uh, Lever. We did the music video for it's a glitched out paradise, folks, and it's got a sexy little babe in the middle. I don't get your dick harder than fucking diamonds. But that's 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 the area, um, you know, to check that shit out. Check that out. Uh, allmylinks.com slash dirtvoyeur for all my music. Uh, I got my digital Kintsugi page. That's my art page, shit like that. Uh, I've got Coney Boys and Cowboy Killers podcast available everywhere, uh, as well as my social media profiles. Um, and we're going to close the show. I wanted to do this after plugs. Um, I never, I, I want to preface this by saying I never knew the man. I never, I never have had any interaction with him at any point. But Trevor Moore doing the kind of sketches that he did in the mid to late 2000s, especially the type of shit, especially like somebody along with Lewis Black, just talking the type of shit that he did on the status quo. Uh, the political system at large. I mean, it, it is really, he had some really, really biting stuff. And then he would just have some silly stuff like the Grapus sketch or the Abraham Lincoln thing. 
truly one of the funniest motherfuckers to ever walk this goddamn planet. Rest in peace, Trevor Moore. You fucking G. You fucking real one. You were a truly, uh, you know, you are somebody along with like Gary Shandling and a few other people who it and I know I'm making it about me, you know, shout out to the family and stuff like that. But you are somebody I you are a bucket list meet for me. If I make it in this industry, you were on that list guaranteed. I mean, you dog first off. Let's talk about how Trevor Moore really, along with Tim and Erica show really kind of inspired a lot of social media comedy aesthetic that you see nowadays. But even beyond that, the founding father's rap thing that they do on YouTube all the time. Yeah, that was fucking his. And you guys just straight up bit that shit. Yeah. He preceded that by like five years. He was way ahead of you, dumb motherfuckers. Way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. 41 years old. It's a fucking tragedy. Hold your loved ones close. Watch the whitest kids you know. Honestly, go to the YouTube page. Follow official WKUK on YouTube. This is the junk. We're going to give him the junkhead bump. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but seriously, they have they they have entire commentaries where they discuss all the sketches. They have new material that they were working on. They were working on a fucking film together. I mean, they were. They were one of my favorite things to go to during the pandemic. They were they were pretty fucking cool to watch. It it's like legit ass dudes, and uh, yeah, just rest in peace, man. Shout you know prayers, thoughts, whatever to your family. You know that's that's fucking horrifying. But on that note, folks, that's right. I'm back. I'm on the run from New Orleans. Y'all remember what I did the last time I was down there? I did that bad stuff. I've been on the run. I've hit every big city this side of the Mississippi, and you'll be goddamn sure I've made sure to log on to Grinder in every major one. I've had more dicks in me than a goddamn Chicago police station. It's disgusting. But that's what a man's got to do when a man's on a run. Because what I did in New Orleans, everybody got mad at me because of what I did in New Orleans. I thought it was Katrina. Then I come to find out it's 2021. I'm literally 14 years off. That's, I was confused. And you can't judge me for confusion. I went down there, though. Had me some crawl, Dad. Did some bad stuff. Some jumbo. Some jumbo lila. 
after about the sixth one of those I did in a restaurant on Bourbon Street, they finally kicked me out of the city, and here I am. They seemed to think I was doing a racist impersonation of a New Orleans person. I told them I didn't think anybody from New Orleans was a race, let alone a human. On that note, folks, Diamond Dick Long and Junkhead are out. to accept those evils and get used to living with them.